as we welcome you back to the Two Guys Named Chris show and say hello to Lisa Lanier. She's going inside at least three legal cases today. I've loaded her up. I think we've got a full docket here today. Mm. Hello, Lisa. How are you? Hey, I'm fantastic. I hope you guys are. Doing very well. Thank you. We have a little audio component of this first story. There's a husband and wife in Utah, and they were both topless in their own home. They were in the garage and other spots of the home installing insulation in the garage. And they took off their shirts, both of them, the man and the woman, because they didn't want that itchy material to get into their clothing and so forth. They were just able to rinse it off as soon as they were done. So they both work in topless. Well, that's when the woman's stepchildren came down the stairs and she told them, I'm wearing exactly what I want to wear and exactly what my husband wears. You should not be embarrassed about this. But now she's facing three counts of lewdness involving children. Apparently, the kids went and told their mom who told the law. And the law came over. <laughs> there it is. And so we've got mm-hmm. you know, a family split a here. Rental. I thought somebody driving by saw right, them in too. the garage, but that's not the case. It was the kids. So now she could go to jail and stay on the sex offender registry for the next 10 years. We have the woman talking about this. It was in the privacy of my own home. My husband was right next to me in the exact same manner that I was, and he's not being prosecuted for it. And we have the woman's attorney speaking as well. When you look at the statute, is there's one there's part of it that says a woman, this part of a woman, is um, found inherently obscene, and this part of a man isn't. And that really sets up an unequal, unfair dichotomy. I think we've got a better attorney right here. And we think she sounds fresh out of law school, Lisa. We do. And can she handle yes, this? She did kind of, didn't she? What are your thoughts on this, Lisa? I feel like we've talked about this kind of thing before. It probably varies from state to state. This is Utah. What do you think? Well, we have the Supreme Court is going to hand down a decision just any day now. Mm-hmm. We're waiting to see because there, you may recall, we talked about this. Three women in New Hampshire that are part of the Free the Nipple movement mm-hmm. did an intentional sort of topless protest thing in violation of a New Hampshire statute, and they've been fighting it, and it's, it was accepted uh, for review by the Supreme Court, and literally any day now we'll have a ruling, so it's going to be decided, because the courts have started to split over this, because many, many states define a woman's breast as either, you know, erogenous or sexually loaded, and they put it in, they literally will say, like this Utah statute, a woman's breast, while they're naming, like the Utah statute names uh, you know, the, they say that uh, it is uh, considered this uh, violation of this child protective law if you expose the genitals, buttocks, anus, pubic area, or female breast. That's how they describe it. Hold on, I'm writing, excuse me, I'm writing that down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, now, the, the, the breast, it seems erogenous to me. That seems like an erogenous well, zone. I've always found it to be. That's <laughs> where the debate is, yeah. That's where the, so a lot of states say, nope, it's clearly different. It's comparing apples and oranges. Mm-hmm. So a lot of states have tried to hold Big this, apples. you know, hold steady with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I understand. So it, it really, it could go either way. There has been a trend. The majority still consider the female breast to be something that can be regulated, but there has been a trend toward un unraveling that law mm-hmm. and so we'll see the supreme court's got to decide it any day now what's your gut Dave, what's your you? what color is that ribbon that they wear yeah. the free the nipple <laughs> flesh <laughs> what's your I gut like telling pink. you on what the supreme court will do lisa oh you know i think that it it really has always been sort of considered like a in in the u.s a woman's breast has been considered like you said an erogenous zone a sexually charged you know part of the body that 
Amanda's is not. So I think they may uphold the state's rights to continue doing that. That's what I was thinking, too. Mm-hmm. I think How are things going to be around the Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. table next week with this family? I know. Since oh, the man. kids narked on their stepmom to their mom. And then mom called the yeah. cops yeah. on her. That's a bad internal. Yes, yeah, it's times. Mm-hmm. Odd times. Yeah. Real bad. There's a woman who's an exotic dancer. Let's be more erogenous more here nipples. for a second. Please. An exotic dancer has filed a civil lawsuit in Vancouver, she went in to get laser hair removal treatment on her legs and her pubic region. <laughs> and weeks later, <laughs> weeks later, or actually shortly after the laser hair removal, she started seeing these half moon shaped, she says they're leopard spots on her legs and on her pubic region. And she says every customer now makes a comment like, ooh, what happened to your legs? <laughs> you look like a leopard. Uh, give me my dollar back. Uh, what happened to your pubic region? So she says <laughs> she is losing customers left and right on this, and it hasn't gone away. She thought at first it was just going to be temporary. It's been five weeks. She said it was painful at first. Now it's just like it, it basically looks like a almost a birthmark or something all <laughs> over her legs. What are you thinking, Lisa? Can she file a suit? Now, the folks who did the laser hair removal are saying we've not seen anything like this before. Sometimes there are different reactions, but usually it goes away. She may have signed something that says they're not responsible. What are you thinking on this, Lisa? Is she going to win her lawsuit? Well, they're responsible if this was something other than a reaction mm-hmm. to the, the you know, just if you have an unusual reaction, an adverse reaction to a procedure or to a medicine or something, you know, typically that is not something that's actionable if it's just a reaction. But if they did something in the performance of this laser hair removal that was negligent, like they had the jewels turned up too high on the device or whatever, Mm -hmm. then they would be responsible for it. And she's saying, look, I had a series of these things. So this was like visit number six or Mm -hmm. something. And she said all the others were normal, which is you're supposed to feel like this little zap, like somebody's you know, hitting you with a rubber band, yep. but that this last time when they did it, it was incredibly painful while they were doing it, mm. and she immediately started developing these welts and things like that. So she's going to have to go back and show that they maybe they did something, uh, you know, negligent with regard to the settings on the device or something like that. Well, what if the operator fell asleep? Man, can you imagine? Uh, or, yeah. or the settings? It's hard to prove this, though. Hard well, to prove. I feel for her because it sounds like in the last treatment she did get something more powerful, something different, and yeah. and she hasn't been able to get them to go away, and it does affect her job because people point at her and go, "Ooh, I don't mm. want." It's a freaking laser. <laughs> Maybe her body she can only dance to Death Leopard songs now because she has yeah. leopard spots. That's maybe right. just some people can't do it. <laughs> well, maybe, it's just her, but, her individual, just the way her, her body's made up. But can't she, do her it. chemistry. But, but yeah. to me, this is new facts that she went five times with no issue in the sixth. And there are multiple treatments. I've done it, Lisa. I've had laser hair removal on my back. And I mentioned this the other day. Ew. <laughs> what's on his back (laughs) no what happened was the company was advertising with the radio station and they did half my back and then stopped advertising and so i no longer i no longer get the treatment so half my back yeah the light side of the moon the dark side of the moon (laughs) exactly like a black and white cookie it's a real problem and it's become an issue for the yin yang oh you think i could sue maybe i could sue over something they're not even business anymore no they're out they're gone I'm sorry, they're gone. They were kind of a fly-by-night or operation anyway, so it didn't work. It's Larry's lasers over, right. at, the, <laughs> well, Larry, over at the airport. Yeah, I decided to open up a firework stand instead. <laughs> what? 
at least you don't have leopard spots. At least yeah. I don't have that. Let's go to Burger King now. They're being sued by a group of vegans. <laughs> Has any any phrase struck more fear to the heart of the chairman of the boards of our big corporations across the U.S. than the vegans are here and they're angry? Yeah, these vegans are upset over the. Impossible Burger that Burger King started selling earlier this year and had huge success with. It's a Whopper that they say tastes exactly like an all-meat Whopper, but it's, and we've heard reviews on this, that it really does, but it's made of plant-based materials. The problem the vegans have with it is they're all cooked on the same grill, and Burger King has made no disclosures on its menu that would notify a customer before they bought the Impossible Whopper that there's meat drippings and juices that are on that grill that will now get on the plant-based burger which could make a vegan very ill what are you thinking about this lisa do the vegans have a maybe a class action or some sort of lawsuit against burger king well that's what they're trying to do but most jurisdictions do not require that a food manufacturer or a restaurant particular restaurant Mm -hmm. make any kind of disclaimer about cross-contamination as long as it remains at the micro ingredient level, which they, and there's standards for that, and uh, both at the national level and the state level, and so you know you see it where people have allergies to you know like I like I have with mm-hmm. the celiac with the gluten, or like people have with nuts, and you can't expect to go out and eat in public. I don't expect to go out and eat in public without the possibility of a crumb getting on my food, and uh-huh. so like here, you know it's it's just simple cross contamination. It sounds like it's. And even around the same time, and I don't think it was a coincidence, around the same time that this lawsuit was filed, PETA, which, you know, PETA has kind of been known for being pretty out there with some of their actions, PETA released a statement urging vegetarians not to nitpick about cooking surfaces and micro-contamination. They said it's just giving vegans a bad name and it's causing restaurants to not want to offer vegan alternatives. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. PETA said... Peter said, "Pipe down, don't, don't nitpick." Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. You'll be so cool, I, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. that's surprising to me. I would have thought that. I mean, my thought would have been that they would have been all over this. Here, here's a fun. Here's a wrinkle. I've not been to the Burger King in a while, and mm-hmm. I've not ordered the Impossible Whopper. Mm-hmm. But if it just says on the menu Impossible Whopper, mm-hmm. is that incumbent upon you to do your homework, or if it does it, you know, does it say meat free burger? I don't know what it says on the menu. Yeah, I think they're, they're advertising as vegan. I think, and oh, it's they mostly, are. It's really good. I have a vegan friend that was. She was so enamored of these things. She was eating like several a week. Oh. She said they were amazing. They said, "Oh, yeah. you know why? Because they got meat flecks on them. <laughs> That's what gives it the flavor. <laughs> yeah, right. Meat juice. Exactly. It was cooked on meat. Meat juice. Became meat juice. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not going to Burger King because I don't want that vegan stuff on my burger. <laughs> right. <laughs> you get a little cross contamination. I don't want as well. that. Yeah. No, everybody says they taste exactly like a Whopper. I haven't had it yet either, but vegans love it. They think it's great. It's that, yeah, it's that Whopper juice. Yeah, because it's cooked in meat fat. Well, and you know, I have a friend who did not eat any, she was one of these that said no red meat. She was not a vegan or anything, but no red meat. One year at the Super Bowl party, she was just chowing down on that seven-layer tortilla dip that I have, you know, and she loves. She goes, "This is so great." What's We're in watching. it? Well, she said, "I'm. So, I can't believe there's no meat in it." Well, of course, it's just got ground beef all through it, yeah. and she's just eating it. And she's like, "This is so good." And we're like, mm. "I didn't tell her. I, I, I didn't tell her." I, I, <laughs> her stomach told her later. <laughs> yeah, why, why ruin it? It's yeah. impossible dip. 
We have a more another food lawsuit here today. My new favorite artist, Lizzo, who I've recently discovered. This woman is just really talented. She is. She, isn't she? Yeah, she is. She just won some stuff. And I just I, I like her because she is who <laughs> she Grammy is. Grammy nominees. That's good work. Grammy nominees. She plays a flute, you know. I did not know that. I thought you knew about her. No. I know only I know uh, <laughs> a song by her. And I know that she is who she is. And she puts herself out there. That's, that's code, I, Lisa. That's, that's code, Lisa. That's code for like fat. You definitely put yourself out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, on September 16th, Lizzo apparently had some food delivered. And she thought that a girl who delivered the food, Tiffany W., stole some of the food. What well, turned out not to be her. But before she knew that, Lizzo put out to her hundreds, thousands of social media followers the girl's picture and that her name was Tiffany W. and where she worked. And she said, this is who stole my food. Well, now this young lady, Tiffany, Tiffany W., said she was afraid to leave her home or go to work for fear somebody might harm her one of these Lizzo fans would come after her. So she's got a lawsuit now trying to get money out of Lizzo for costing her work. What do you think about this, Lisa? Yeah, Lizzo needs to get her checkbook out. This was really uh, very, very poor judgment because apparently it wasn't true. So uh-huh. it's defamation, right. first That's of right. all. Yep. And so and the and the young lady apparently not only was afraid, she also had threats. I mean, apparently these Lizzo fans are Mm-hmm. Or no joke. And we are really upset. We're not and joking. So, you, know, you know, if I'd seen this, I'd have been all over. Mm-hmm. Lizites. Yeah. yeah, I'm a lizard. <laughs> Lizite. <laughs> yeah, darn right. So she's going to have to pay up. Then you think? Yeah, I think for the defamation and for and, and the other thing is that you sometimes celebrities now are being successfully sued in where they tweeted a, a, a picture that they didn't have permission to because they're doing it on their commercial account. You know, a lot of celebrities will have like the official site of whoever and it's their their business account and if you're tweeting pictures on there the cases have started to say that that's a for-profit operation and so you have to have permission and compensate people to use their photos on there Shaquille O'Neal just got he got hit with a um a verdict a while back for doing that on his business site and so it can happen that way too what kind That's of interesting information. It is. What kind of monster yeah. would do that? Do we do that? I don't Are know. Do we do that? <laughs> <laughs> Check and make sure we don't do that. Normally, it's not my role. We will Biggie's making a shh <laughs> motion. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Now, Lizzo, once she found out about this, apologized. She said, I did not mean to put that girl on blast. I am so sorry. She says she understands she has a large following and, quote, unquote, I'm going to be more responsible. That's I-M-M-A. And check my petty and my pride at the dough. So that's Lizzo <laughs> yeah. talking there. I'm, I'm a big fan of hers, as you know. I think we have to, I am an absolute. You're not a fan. I'm a, Where'd you go to college? In America. <laughs> <laughs> Trick question. She didn't go. <laughs> Ow! God! You got me. <laughs> I've only heard one song, and it was at the gym. And the gym, the uh, the coach said, I love me some Lizzo. I said, girl, I do too. High five. <laughs> I loved it. Clearly, you're sleeping on on a Sunday morning because they did a CBS Sunday morning piece on her. Don't yeah. tell me now. I record those. Just go watch I'll it. I record those. It's it like is, a month ago. I, rec- I keep them for at least two months. <laughs> Don't best, do that. best show on television. It is, it is fun, though, Lisa, because now you catch Kelly walking around the hallway going, I just took a DNA test. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I'm a hundred. <laughs> <a> dead bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs>